Michael Hawkins Jr. officially an Oklahoma Sooners commit. And it probably tells us something we already knew. But what did we find out from this commitment for the Oklahoma Sooners? We'll tell you on this episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Josh Helmer here of 94.7 The Ref with you. And, of course, coming to you live on Locked On Sooners right here. Your team every single day. Well, if you missed it, the big news of the Oklahoma football weekend that was Michael Hawkins Jr. We'd been waiting, waiting, waiting for this commitment. And, in fact, if you think back, we had the initial January 3rd, January 31st commitment date set for Michael Hawkins Jr. Of course, that date did not happen. It was pushed back all the way until this this past weekend. And lo and behold, we got the news. Michael Hawkins Jr. committing to the Oklahoma Sooners. He has picked the Crimson and Cream. This is what we suspected would happen. Uh, Legacy kid, it's been trending that direction for a long, long time for Michael Hawkins Jr., but now it's officially so. Michael Hawkins Jr., the second commit in the 2024 class for the Oklahoma Sooners. He joins Jeremiah Newcomb in that distinction for Oklahoma. Before we dive into just all of what this means for OU, let me first just say I was taken by the story of this commitment. And this is true for a lot of commitments for folks that choose the Crimson and Cream, But if you haven't read it, I would politely encourage you to check out Parker Thune's story over at OUinsider.com. It's a terrific read on just the story that is Michael Hawkins Jr. picking Oklahoma. You know that he's a legacy kid. Of course, Mike Sr. played at Oklahoma back in the early 2000s. The story goes something like this. Michael Hawkins Jr. had uh, an offer or two out there. One from North Carolina State did not have one from the University of Oklahoma. Eventually got one from the University of Oklahoma, but not until Jeff Levy and OU said, hey, why don't you come up to the University of Oklahoma in Norman and throw on the campus of Oklahoma? And for many a recruit, maybe that would have been the moment where where you say, there's not enough interest from the University of Oklahoma. I want my offer before I ever arrive on campus. That, of course, wasn't the ultimate case here with Michael Hawkins Jr. He wanted this offer from the University of Oklahoma so bad that uh, he came up, and as Parker Thune wrote it, I'm paraphrasing here, but on his official visit to Oklahoma, he he wasn't uh, necessarily in the mood for your typical photo shoot, your typical uh made for social media spread of pictures and photos and tweets that you would normally see from a recruitment. No, this was this was for Michael Hawkins Jr. to come to the University of Oklahoma, to throw at the University of Oklahoma, and to prove that everything that Jeff Levy and this staff had heard about Michael Hawkins Jr., all of that was true and then some. And sure enough, as the story goes, Michael Hawkins Jr. comes to OU, 
on that visit to uh, to Oklahoma. Wows everybody. Uh, the way his father described it, he throws a 65-yard, and that might be, I don't know. Maybe this is right on the money. Maybe it's a little bit of an exaggeration. A 65-yard out and up, and boom, it's right on the receiver's hands. It's a beauty. The rest is history. He gets the offer. The offer, the only offer that he really ever truly coveted. Now, there was competition along the way for Michael Hawkins Jr. You probably know the Kendall Bryles story. He was uh, very, very high on Kendall Bryles in Arkansas. Then, of course, you've got Garrett Garrett Riley leaving TCU. That means Bryles goes to TCU. And the relationship, though TCU made a run at Oklahoma in this recruitment, was never the same at TCU as what Bryles in Arkansas had versus Oklahoma in this recruitment. So the rest is history. It's a great day for Oklahoma Sooner fans because Michael Hawkins Jr. is a Sooner. But again, I was taken by the story in the way that his dad spoke about his son's commitment to OU, the emotions that it elicited in in Michael Hawkins Sr. to see his son on the visit to Oklahoma, to see his son get the offer from the University of Oklahoma. Now, of course, Uh, committing to the University of Oklahoma. It's a really, really cool story. I know that recruitments and commitments and even signings are just that for for a certain faction of the fan base at times. For now, it's just a story, right? And eventually, it's about what you do when you get on campus, though I think Michael Hawkins Jr. is just the, the football player himself. I think Oklahoma is getting a very, very talented quarterback that can both sling the football, Run the football, your prototypical Jeff Levy type quarterback that uh, is a genuine dual threat. So the actual, the actual physical traits of Michael Hawkins Jr. Oklahoma fans should be over the moon in that regard. That part of it is a match made in heaven. But it's also just terrific that story side. So look, I get it. The story portion of it, it remains to be seen how great of a story it is, right? Because all great recruiting stories are only as good as what happens next, though that's a roundabout way to say, I think that Michael Hawkins Jr. can be really, really good at Oklahoma. He's got that pedigree. He, uh, you know, the, the other piece of the Parker Thune story that was really interesting was Kendall Bryles from the word go in Michael Hawkins' recruitment said, this is the best quarterback in the class of 2024. And obviously... That thought, those thoughts, that held a lot of weight with Michael Hawkins Sr. and with Michael Hawkins Jr., the Oklahoma able to win out. So where does this leave us now as the happy dust settles for the University of Oklahoma winning this recruitment and picking up its second commitment in the class of 2024? Well, first things first, and again, as we led the show with, what does this tell us that basically we already knew? Oklahoma, guys, is going to be able to recruit some quarterbacks. Oklahoma's already recruiting the heck out of some quarterbacks with Jeff Levy as your offensive coordinator. Just think about the timeline since Jeff Levy has taken over at the University of Oklahoma at the quarterback position. Step one, you win the commitment, eventually the signing late of one Mr. Evers. Then you 
flipped the decision from Dylan Gabriel. As it famously goes, he was one one moment away from going to that online class or an in-person class, whatever the, the college class it was that he was going to. He goes to that class, and it's over. He's enrolled. The thing's done. He doesn't wind up going to said class. He ends up at the University of Oklahoma. You've got yourself today a quarterback that – Threw for 3,200 yards, 26 touchdowns, and just the five interceptions a season ago. Oklahoma last season and now going into 2023 in good hands at the quarterback position, right? Okay, so those those are steps one and two. Evers, Gabriel win those two recruiting wars. The uh, Caleb Williams conversation, okay, that's that's a recruiting war that I don't think, and I've said before, if uh, if you want to have the counterpoint here, I don't think you were ever going to win that one. I think the mind was made up as soon as Lincoln Riley left that Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams would be following Lincoln Riley to USC. It just took a little bit before obviously all of those final pieces went together. But Levy, the, the recruiting wars that he's won since being at Oklahoma, Evers, Gabriel, then you fast forward, Jackson Arnold, five-star quarterback, Kevin Sperry, first commitment, Amazingly, 2025 commitment before you got a 2024 commitment, and it's from someone in Kevin Spear that as John and I here at Locked On Sooners have sat back, watched the tape, dissected the tape, thought about the tape. This is someone that we think when that 2025 class comes to a close, he's definitely going to be a blue chip type talent. He just runs it too well. He throws it too well. He can make all the throws. I love the off-platform throws that he can make. That scares you a little bit. But it's also a beautiful thing because you look at some of the best quarterbacks in the game now and, and talking National Football League, college, obviously uh, high school as well. What can they all do? Well, they, they can ad-lib a little bit. Kevin Sperry's got that ability. And again, he fits that Jeff Levy prototype where he can both throw it and run it, tuck it and run it really, really well or designed quarterback run really, really well. That gets us to the final puzzle piece at the quarterback position so far for Jeff Levy. Now Michael Hawkins Jr., who, you know, depending on where you look, uh, 24-7 sports, I think, not not in the composite, but just 24-7 sports itself, has Hawkins Jr. as a three-star, and I believe on three has Michael Hawkins Jr. as a three-star as well. Everybody else, though, the composite ranking for 24-7 sports, the on three industry, again, consensus ranking which is essentially the 24 7 sports composite that's a four-star rating and uh rivals and espn both four-star ratings for michael hawkins jr talented quarterback blue chip quarterback uh there's a reason that he won the job at a place like allen in texas that doesn't happen to just anybody that's a hard quarterbacking job to win as a sophomore michael hawkins jr won it because he's incredibly incredibly talented That'll be the same case at Frisco Emerson. So, again, what do we know coming out of this recruitment and this uh, commitment here from Michael Hawkins Jr. for Oklahoma? They are going to, and they have, guys, been recruiting quarterbacks. This is not a surprise. This was probably going to be the case regardless of who the offensive coordinator was at the University of Oklahoma. With, with all due respect to Jeff Lebby, and with all due respect to Lincoln Riley before him and all of the great lineage of offensive coordinators at the University of Oklahoma since Bob Stoops stepped in a quarter of a century ago, 
And, and thanks in large part to what Bob Stoops did at the very, very beginning and what Leach did and what Mangino did those early years of that Stoops tenure. Oklahoma, to some degree, offensively, I feel like, recruits itself a little bit, right? A little bit. And that's the case for probably any great program nationally. It recruits itself a little bit. Though having said that, you, of course, give credit where credit's due for one Jeff Levy. He has shown us he can recruit quarterbacks. Oklahoma, I don't know who nationally would genuinely feel this way. And yet we saw those think pieces when Lincoln Riley bolted to USC. Huh? What's the future going to look like for Oklahoma recruiting quarterbacks? Hmm. Just don't know what the skill talent is going to look like for Oklahoma going forward. And that has been proven as a very, very silly narrative nationally. And again, Michael Hawkins Jr., the latest illustration of that. Oklahoma is going to recruit quarterbacks like crazy. They're going to wind up with some of the best quarterbacks in America. And I think, uh, I think obviously they've got one here in Michael Hawkins Jr. Just a couple of closing thoughts here on Michael Hawkins Jr.'s uh, commitment to the University of Oklahoma. Again, I say that I'm taken by the story here with Michael Hawkins Jr. It's pretty fascinating too, isn't it? that dad was a cornerback and an NFL cornerback. And initially when, uh, when Michael Hawkins jr. Was very, very young, he's uh, in a Dallas Cowboys locker room and seeing some NFL players. And they said, you know, he's got, he's got a pretty good arm. And sure enough, lo and behold, Michael Hawkins senior decides when his son first, first starts playing football. You know what? I'm going to let him play quarterback because I want him to learn those leadership skills fully fully believing that eventually this thing would come back full circle and Michael Hawkins Jr. would wind up as a cornerback. That doesn't happen. Uh, the rest is history, as they say. On and on and on, time goes. And now Michael Hawkins Jr., a blue-chip quarterback, coming to the University of Oklahoma. Again, the final story will be written based on what happens on campus. And there will be, uh, you know, some pretty serious quarterback battles set to happen in Norman, Oklahoma between if it's at that point, uh, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule of Michael Hawkins jr. Versus a Jackson Arnold, or if it's more likely a Michael Hawkins jr. Versus a Kevin Sperry. Yes, there will be one heck of a quarterback competition to take place in Norman, Oklahoma, but uh, Michael Hawkins jr. Is obviously going to have a great chance to eventually win that job not saying that he's definitely going to be a starting quarterback at the university of oklahoma but he arrives uh, at ou with that type of pedigree to where he could very well wind up uh, down the road as one of your starting quarterbacks at the university of oklahoma and being very very successful uh, if and when that day arrives so the Oklahoma Sooners, a second commitment in the class of 2024. It's Michael Hawkins Jr. that is now officially an Oklahoma Sooners commit. Time now to tell you a little bit about our friends at FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays. They're back, baby. And there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. And that's because right now, everybody, new customers, you can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on to sign up. FanDuel official 
partner of Major League Baseball. Some of the other final breadcrumbs, if you will, from Michael Hawkins Jr. committing to the University of Oklahoma. What uh, what does it mean in terms of the future recruiting for OU, right? That's everybody's question when you get a quarterback commit. Because it's a quarterback, there's some natural gravitational pull. Maybe some other folks will be coming along board with. Well, there's good news on that front for Oklahoma. There's already another 24-7 sports crystal ball in favor of talented Los Alamitos tight end Devon Mitchell. And who is it from? It's from none other than Steve Wiltfong, which uh, if you're into the Oklahoma Sooners recruiting game at all, if you follow it closely, you know, not always. I know there's some uh, some hurt feelings out there probably still from a Fong crystal ball for one, uh, one uh, Mr. David DJ Hicks that uh, did not work out for Oklahoma. But generally speaking, generally speaking, I would still argue the Fong crystal ball rate is uh it's a it's a good bar to go by typically you're gonna end up on the right side of that bar when mr uh steve wiltfong puts in a crystal ball for you so as soon as michael hawkins jr commits that steve wiltfong crystal ball comes in for devon mitchell that uh again is not a guarantee but that's a pretty good sign that one of those items that i I won't even say that's been rumored out there. Parker Thune, uh, I don't know that uh, he came on Locked On Sooners and just directly said this, but I know on on the ref radio side, I feel like I've heard him say it. I know that he's written it out there before that uh, Michael Hawkins Jr. and Devon Mitchell, because they're former teammates, because they played together at Allen, that connection between those two, if you got Michael Hawkins Jr., boy, you took a massive step forward toward getting Devon Mitchell. And so that is at play. For Oklahoma, what about uh, what about some of the other tea leaves from this? What about some of the other breadcrumbs on the recruiting side from this for uh, Oklahoma earning the Michael Hawkins Jr. commitment? Well, it's easy to look at little brother, right, Malik Hawkins, who uh, is uh, actually going to wind up. It looks like being a cornerback like his dad. So whereas uh, Michael Hawkins took the opposite route, winds up uh, carving out his own path where he's dissecting secondaries instead of roaming a secondary. M- Malik Hawkins, his uh, younger brother, he- he's going to be a defensive uh, backfield player, and probably it's going to wind up where he's a defensive backfield player at Oklahoma. Again, the commitment of Michael Hawkins Jr. here, it helps. And Mike Sr. has uh, he- he's kind of made it pretty clear that no, it's not it's not definitely a package deal between brothers, but they would have and do very much uh they would have very much liked and do very much want those two brothers to play together at the next level. And that's not that's not shocking to to hear that or to think that. But uh Oklahoma, one of three schools that uh has or did offer both Michael Hawkins Jr. and Malik Hawkins. So I, I would say that's a pretty easy piece of yarn to draw from one side to the other. That's an easy connect the dots for Oklahoma that because you got the commitment of Michael Hawkins Jr., pretty good chance that Malik Hawkins could be uh, down the road. So Devon Mitchell, Malik Hawkins, two names that uh, you should definitely be on the lookout for for Oklahoma in terms of future recruiting targets based on uh, landing this quarterback here. Beyond that, there were uh, there were several other names 
that uh, Michael Hawkins Jr. mentioned. Caden Durham, David Stone, Bryant Wesco, Max Anderson. That's uh, that's directly from Michael Hawkins Jr. Asked uh, by Parker Thune, hey, who are some players that you'd like to bring on board with you? Caden Durham, David Stone, who, yeah, everybody would like to see David Stone wind up in Norman, Oklahoma. Need that five-star defensive tackle. We've talked ad nauseum about that. Bryant Wesco, a sneaky, important target, I think, in this uh, 2024 class suddenly for Oklahoma. And then Max Anderson. So those are some of the names. I don't know that anything's imminent in terms of a commitment from any of those other names right there. But uh, those are some names to be keeping an eye on as the dust settles here on Michael Hawkins Jr.'s commitment. Uh, Other recruiting updates for you that we can pass along. Isaiah Autry, uh, that's Marcus Dupree's cousin. He has Oklahoma in his top five. Uh, That top five includes Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn, and Florida State. Jaden Jackson, three-star defensive lineman. Uh, top 12, right? Because uh, you know you're very heavily in the mix if you're inside the top 12. But uh, Jaden Jackson has Oklahoma inside his top 12 from the IMG Academy. Man, there's so much else that uh, we haven't hit on on this edition of Locked On Sooners. If you haven't caught on by now, one John Williams is under the weather. So wish my partner, my co-host, uh, wish him well. He has been sick. He's under the weather. We hope that he's back as soon and swiftly as possible. But if he is or if he's not, tomorrow we got to dive into some of the news and notes coming out of uh, Oklahoma spring practices. You know, the spring game itself is very rapidly approaching for the, the Oklahoma Sooners. And I know that the coaching staff, they've harped on it a lot that they want it to be a similar turnout to what we saw a year ago when it was a record turnout for the Oklahoma spring game. And you had kind of that, that uh, trickle down recruiting effect nationally where a bunch of people were saying a lot of nice things about the OU fan base and your incredible support based on the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Oklahoma fans that went to the spring game. So spring game very quickly approaching and there's some interesting little news and notes out of the spring practices. Jonah Laulu has uh, moved inside. That's uh, that's an interesting development alongside the defensive line. Had been uh, one of the edge types. That's not shocking. Not shocking given uh, what Oklahoma was able to get accomplished in terms of some of the edge talents that uh, they were able to bring in when you think about uh, Rondell Bothroyd, when you think about Trace Ford, and when you think about uh, what's already on campus that Oklahoma – Oklahoma likes not totally shocking that hey if uh, you need a little bit of defensive tackle help and Laulu can help you inside alongside an Isaiah Coe alongside a Jordan Kelly to me uh, why not right because ultimately and I've told John this before we were having the conversation the other day about defensive linemen at Oklahoma to me best picture is you got six defensive linemen combined edge and defensive tackles that you really, really like that are getting the bulk of the snaps. And then beyond that, you've got uh, two to four more get you up to eight or 10 across the board, defensive line rotation that are, that are legitimate rotational pieces for you. So if Jonah Laulu wasn't going to be a rotational piece outside, then by all means, whether it's, whether it's Sears out of the transfer portal, that's a serious factor there or Lacey who you went and got from Notre Dame 
or if it's uh, if it's Co, if it's Kelly, or if it's Laulu, who now all of a sudden shifts inside and is a definite, well, either starter or rotational piece for Oklahoma. If him shifting inside gives him a chance to earn legitimate snaps and make Oklahoma better up front, then uh, by all means, now now is the time, right? Spring is for roster exploration. This is where you move guys around, you tinker a little bit, and you say, hmm, uh, can this can this wide receiver be more outside? Is there a possibility we could make this gentleman a slot wide receiver? What about this uh, tight end? Can we move him around to H-back? Again and again and again. We we could do that uh, song and dance with a bunch of different positions for Oklahoma. And it's nice to see that up front in an area where, uh, simply put, Oklahoma really, really needs to improve on the defensive line that uh, they're exploring at least one option. But, hey, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Appreciate all of you guys for tuning in to us every single day, for watching along on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit that uh, notification bell. Subscribe so you can find out when uh, typically Mondays we would go live, and uh, we'll be back to that regularly regularly scheduled programming next Monday when John's back and healthy. But uh, hit that like. Hit that subscribe bell so you can uh, find out when uh, new episodes drop and when we're going live and all that fun stuff. And uh, anywhere you get your podcast, your team, the Oklahoma Sooners, every single day right here on Locked On Sooners. From a partner, John Williams, I'm Josh Elmer signing off. Until next time, we'll keep talking a little spring football, some of the other news and notes that are out there tomorrow on Locked On Sooners.